You're listening to the Design Your Dream Your podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create the most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. I am your host, Allison, popping in with a re-release, or shall I say, an encore episode from an oldie but a goodie. So if you have listened to the last handful of episodes that I have put out, you've probably heard me talking about some major changes going on in my business. I'm talking about a full-on overhaul and some really exciting updates to things that I am creating and releasing that I am so excited about that I've been alluding to for weeks now, but I haven't really given any details on. But trust me, I am so close. I am to the finish line at the time this episode airs, hopefully within a week of keeping, you know, letting you know what has been going on and sharing with you all of these exciting updates and changes. But the point of this being is that I am fully consumed with all of these changes. I mean, birthing a new creative baby, and we're not talking like one creative baby. I've been pregnant with like quadruple, no, not quadruple, quadruplets, quadruplets. Is that the term? I've been pregnant with quadruplets creative babies. And, you know, I'm not just giving birth to one, I'm giving birth to like four. And let me tell you, it is taking up a lot of mental space. So anyway, all of this to say is that I did not have time to put out a new podcast episode this week. However, I thought it would be good to do a re-release of an oldie but a goodie. This is actually an episode that came out years ago. It was one of the first episodes that I actually did when I started this podcast. And I thought it was particularly relevant because I have caught myself over the last couple of days feeling a little bit anxious. Anxious about, oh, I want to get things done and anxious about like, oh my gosh, like what are people going to think? Are they going to like this? And you know, all of those thoughts that you start to go down when you start to um, go down the anxiety rabbit hole. And so I have had to over the last couple days, come back to what I talk about in this episode. Um, so I'm not going to really go into any more detail because I talk about it in the episode. But as you can probably tell from the title, I did struggle with chronic anxiety pretty much 24-7 for basically 20 years, and I was able to really heal that. And this is just something that has been a game changer for me. So if anxiety is something that you struggle with, then give this episode a listen too. So without further ado, here we go. And I'll be back hopefully next week with a new episode. And today I want to talk about something that I have been mentioning in previous episodes, and that is how I ended 20 years worth of anxiety last year. And that, of course, has had a huge positive just ripple effect in my life and my business. And it really has been life changing. So I've been planning on doing this episode for a while and I'm really excited to share about it. Um, so yeah, that is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Uh, the person that I am today, you all, is completely different than who I was just over a year ago. 
Um, today I am very calm. Calm is my natural state. My mind is so much more clear. I only get anxious over stuff maybe once or twice a month for an hour or two versus 24 seven. Uh, I have no physical ailments uh, having to do with anxiety anymore. I am so much more present and engaged and happy every single day, which is amazing. Basically, I feel amazing. I feel 10 bazillion times better mentally and physically than I did a little over a year ago. Literally not even exaggerating it, not even being dramatic when I say I feel like a completely different person. So that is not however the case that it used to be. So that's why today I want to share first a little bit about my backstory with anxiety, uh, where I was at before I started the journey of ending it so you can get a very clear picture of just how much of a hot mess that I was. And then I want to, of course, share some of the specific things that I actually did that made a huge impact in ending my anxiety almost all together. Now, just a little side note, um, this episode might be a little bit longer than usual. I try my best to keep these at around 15 to 25 minutes each. I want them to be short and actionable, but I have a lot to say on this, so it might be a little longer. I didn't do a test run, but just fair warning, it could be longer than 25 minutes, but I'm gonna try my best to not dive down any rabbit holes, to stay you know, very much on topic and try to give you just like the basics um, while giving you enough information. And then I also feel like I need to add another disclaimer that I'm not like a health professional, I'm not a doctor or a counselor or any of those other things. I can't give medical advice, um, obviously, but I do wanna share my journey, what the anxiety was like, and how I personally was able to get rid of that. So diving right on in to my backstory. So I've generally always been a very type A personality, um, not so much high strong, but just very like goal oriented, high achiever, a bit of a perfectionist. Um, I would be very much a little bit of a, you know, maybe control freak on the side, but I was always just trying to make everything perfect and hit one goal and hit the next goal and hit the next goal. And I always had, you know, pretty much everything planned out, but my diving into the anxiety rabbit hole really started when I was 15 and my mom passed away. And that was a pretty traumatizing event. And it also happened very suddenly. And I had been homeschooled by her up until that point. And so at the same time that she died, I was traumatized, but I was also thrown into this giant public school. And I was super shy. I was completely out of my element and I hated it. And so because this whole thing was out of my control, because my mom dying was out of my control, that is when I think something started inside of me that I made it my mission to try and control as much as possible from that point forward without really realizing what I was doing. I had kind of my way of making sure that I was going to be okay from this point forward was to try and just control every single aspect of my life. So 
At that point, I began trying to plan out everything in my life meticulously. I would spend all day, every day thinking about worst case scenarios because like I wasn't prepared for my mom dying. So it's like, I want to be prepared for everything from this point forward. So I would spend all day thinking about worst case scenarios. What could go wrong? What might happen? What do I need to do about this? And I would spend most of my time worrying and thinking about things that weren't even happening. And it got to the point where eventually my mind was quite literally an obsessive thought loop. Like 24 seven, I was either thinking about worst case scenarios, worrying about what might happen, or I was obsessively thinking about my to-do list for that day or the week or the following week because I was trying to control everything in my life. And by going over my to-do list and my schedule, that was my way of kind of comforting myself. I got some peace out of like knowing that, okay, I've got this step-by-step, my week is handled. Um, But really it just made me anxious all day. And it was to the point where I would be with people, I would be hanging out with my friends, Physically, I was in the room, but mentally I was not present like the majority of the time. Like I would be hanging out with my friends and like 75% of the time I wasn't actually listening to what they were saying because I was caught in my own head. And I often thought to myself, like, if only people could hear what was going on inside, they would think I was crazy because my mind sounded just like it was out of control. I couldn't turn it off. It was just constantly playing all of the time. And it began to manifest my anxiety and my obsessive thoughts over the next, you know, slew of years began to manifest physically in all different forms. So it started with an eating disorder. I struggled with an eating disorder for about a year and a half. I pretty much starved myself. That was just my anxiety manifesting, my me trying to control everything. Once I got that, you know, got help with that, then it turned around. And after I starved myself, I like overate to the point. And then I got help with that. Then my anxiety manifested as cutting. I went through a period where I just took my nails to my skin and that was my anxiety coming out. Like it helped calm the anxiety, but then that was really embarrassing. And so I got help with that and then that got aside, but then my anxiety began to manifest as hives and panic attacks. So I was always covered in hives all over my chest, all over my stomach. I would have hives because I was constantly anxious. I would have panic attacks. I remember a low point came when my boyfriend and I, this was in the fall of 2016, we are hiking in the mountains of Colorado. It's gorgeous, we're on vacation. I couldn't even enjoy the enjoy the vacation because I was so inside my head. Like the first 75% of our vacation was me not even enjoying it because I was thinking all these anxious thoughts about work and having to control this and that. And we're on a hike and that's literally my favorite place in the world. The mountains of Colorado, literally my favorite place in the world, doing my favorite thing in the world. And I couldn't even enjoy it. And we were driving through Colorado Springs And all of a sudden in the car, I felt like I was having a heart attack. And it was, I literally thought I was dying. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack. Like, am I having a brain aneurysm? What is happening? I was having a massive panic attack. My boyfriend had to pull over the car. And for about an hour, he had to like try and calm me down. And that was really like, wow, like that had came out of nowhere. And I began having panic attacks 
more and more and more throughout 2016, throughout 2017. And so basically all of this to share with you that I was a hot mess and it, it was just taking control of my life. It was taking control of my mind and I was experiencing all of these physical symptoms that were not pleasant at all. And so the turning point came for me in late 2017. I began working with my business mentor, um, James Wedmore, and he is really into, if you're not familiar with him, first of all, he's awesome, but he is really into inner work and mindset. And because I decided to do coaching with him and really wanted to take my business to the next level, he kept saying, the inner work is 95% of the work. The inner work is 95% of the work. And so I was like, fine, you know what? Fine, like I get it. Like I'm gonna make the inner work my number one priority for 2018. And I kind of did it, not out of spite, but like I just, I was just like, kind of like fine. Like I get it, like I'm gonna do it. And so that was the turning point. And so I decided January 1st, 2018 to make the inner work my number one one priority. And after about six months, I felt like a completely different person. And certainly by the end of the year, I felt like a completely different person. And today I feel like a completely different person. So uh, now I kind of want to share what the heck I actually did, because hopefully you've got a very clear picture of where I was at. It was 20 years of just obsessive thoughts and obsessive anxiety. I don't know if you can relate. Maybe you're there right now, but I have so been there. But I did so many different things in 2018 that really helped. So I'm going to share those with you. And I, like I said, I did several different things, but I want to point out that I added these things in gradually. So I, I'll kind of give them to you in order, but I just want to throw out a little side note that I did, the I did these things gradually because if you try to do too many new things at once, then you're going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to want to continue with it. So I'm going to give them to you in order in like the amounts that I did them. Hopefully that's helpful for you. Um, so I'm just going to start sharing what I did. So as I mentioned, I started trying to conquer my, you know, mental, just like health and anxiety issues in January, 2018. And so for the first month that I made this my mission, I started with five main things. Number one is that I just simply made the mental choice to commit to the inner work daily. Like I just said, okay, this is what I'm doing. I am making it a priority to commit to the mental work daily. And this is really important. And I think this was also key in me getting my anxiety under control was that I made it a daily commitment. Now you're gonna like, it didn't take long. Like uh, you'll see here in a minute, like it only started with a few minutes a day, but that daily commitment is super important because you're not gonna, it's gonna be so much harder if you do like something, you know, like once or twice a week in order to really let it sink in. It's gotta be a daily commitment. So that's the first thing I did. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna whip this and I'm gonna make it a daily commitment. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I did during that first month was daily meditation. Now, I think I've mentioned this before. I was a complete skeptic with meditation. I had heard about it. I had tried it a few times leading up until that year with no success. I would basically sit down and try it for like a minute and I couldn't even handle a minute. I would get so antsy and bored and I'd be like, what is this? Like I'm wasting time. Like I have stuff to do. I can't just sit here with my eyes closed and doing nothing. Like I need to be productive. So I was a complete skeptic, but I had kept hearing about all the positive benefits and how amazing it was. 
So I decided to just commit to meditation for 30 days. So that's what it started as. And it literally started with me meditating for one minute, just one minute every single morning. And the way that I started out was I would sit down, preferably in a quiet spot where I was alone and wouldn't be interrupted. And I would just close my eyes and think about one thing that made me feel really good. Something that would cause me to feel grateful or to feel love. So for example, I might think about my family for a minute or my boyfriend for a minute or my niece for a minute. I'm totally obsessed with my two and a half year old niece. So like I might sit down for a minute and just visualize how cute she is and like interacting with her and how special she is. And that would just make those feelings of love and gratitude, the kind that like just overflow and fill your chest that would begin to happen. And that's literally what I did to meditate for that first month is just focus on a positive feeling. And anytime that I got distracted, anytime that I just thought about something else and my mind wandered, I would simply acknowledge that it wandered and then turn my attention back to that good feeling. Over the course of that first month, I worked my way up to five minutes. So I didn't start off trying to do 10 or 20 minutes, started with one, took me about a month to work my way up to five. And another thing that I want to throw out that was true for me is that it took about a month of daily meditation in order for me to really feel the positive benefits. So yeah, it was relaxing in the moment, but it really took about a month of consistent effort in order for me to really start feeling the benefits throughout the day. So just a little side note, if you try it for like a couple days and you get discouraged because you're like, man, this isn't working, like just know, like it took me a month of consistent daily meditation for me to even really start feeling the positive benefits. And so that was the first thing I did. If you're interested in trying meditation, um, a app that is really good, I've mentioned it once before, is the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. You can look it up in the app store. It's amazing. It's a great introduction to meditation. I actually just started it about three weeks ago, so it wasn't one of the things that I had initially, but it is a great tool. And if you don't really know what to do or how to get started, it's a great guide. So definitely check that out. The second thing that I did during that month to get rid of my anxiety was that I decided to become aware of my thoughts throughout the day and to stop them. So what I meant, what I mean by this is I had that constant negative thought loop going on almost 24 seven, uh, negative thoughts, thoughts about what I need to do that day, like a million times, thoughts about what I need to do that week a million times. And so I made a conscious choice to become really aware of the, as much as possible throughout the day, I would check in with myself and just think about real, like notice what it was I was thinking. And any time I caught myself having an obsessive thought about something that wasn't useful, like me covering my to-do list for the millionth time, or if I caught myself having a negative thought, then I would literally out loud say to myself, stop, not useful, and I would turn my attention to a positive thought. And y'all, I was doing this probably 50 to 100 times a day, I'm not even joking. And I think that saying it out loud is also important. You could do this quietly to yourself, you could say it in your head, but I think the practice of at least for that first month, saying it out loud just reinforces it that much more. It makes you that much more conscious and aware of it. So that's what I did. Number two is I just became really aware of my thoughts. Anytime I caught myself in a negative or obsessive thought, I would go out loud, even if I was in Target or in the grocery store or surrounded by people, I would go, stop, not useful. And then I would consciously 
turn my attention to something else. And what this did was, even though in the beginning, I was literally doing this like 50 to 100 times a day, it began to happen less and less because that trained me to become really aware of what I was thinking because before it was just autopilot. My mind would be on autopilot 24 seven. And that's the thing is a lot of people, myself included, um, would just think and not think about the fact that I was thinking about things that were destructive and not really serving me. And so it was this habit of really just noticing what I was thinking and choosing to stop when I was thinking those things and to turn my attention to somewhere else. And that really, 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 really helped me. I think, I don't know the like number statistic, but I think it's something like over 50% of your thoughts every day are on autopilot. And that for me was like, all right, we're not going to be running that shiz on autopilot. It's just, you know, making me feel like crap. So implementing the stop not useful thing was extremely helpful and it began to happen less and less. And then because I was consciously turning my attention to a positive thought instead, to something that made me feel good, that began to happen more and more. And the more and more I kept turning my attention to there, that began to become my natural base. Um, the third thing that I did, uh, no, that was, I think that was the second. Okay. Yeah, no, that was the third. Um, first was committing. Second was meditation. Third was becoming aware of my thoughts. So the fourth thing that I did was, uh, making in the first month was making feeling good a top priority. Now I'm not going to go into this one in depth because I actually just did a podcast episode on this very thing. Um, a couple of days ago. So if you haven't listened to it, it's episode nine. I talk about in detail how I made feeling good a top priority, the specific things that I did in making feeling good a top priority. But basically it involved me making a feel good checklist and referring to it throughout the day. Um, so check out episode nine for more on that. And then the fifth thing that I did during that first month of kicking anxiety's butt was committing also to four times at least a week of body movement, some type of exercise, something to get my body moving. I don't need to, you know, speak about all the reasons why exercise is good. We already know at this point that exercise is amazing, not just for your physical health, but also your mental health. And I had kind of let that fall to the wayside. So I committed to body movement four times a week, something that I enjoy. You don't need to force yourself to go to the gym or lift weights or do whatever. If you don't enjoy doing it, find something that you really liked. So for me, I would go run outside because I really loved that. I would go walking outside and listen to some type of uplifting podcast while I was walking outside. I would dance in my apartment. I would just do anything that I really enjoyed that would get my blood flowing. And I did that four times a week. That really helped take any leftover edge that I was feeling off. Now, that was month number one. So during the second month of my anxiety journey, I added in two more things. So I'm doing this gradually. So during the second month, I, number one, I increased the amount of time that I was meditating from to about 10 or 20 minutes per meditation. So again, I started with one minute, worked up to five, but by month two, that is when I began to feel the positive benefits. After about 30 days, I began to feel more calm all like during the day. I began to feel more peaceful. It, my thoughts had kind of started to calm down a little bit. Like the negative obsessive thought loop was kind of breaking and that really made me feel excited. I was like, oh wow, like I'm finally 
feeling these benefits that I hear so much about. And so that got me really excited. And so I wanted to increase the time. And so that's one of the things I did. I started doing it 10 to 20 minutes a day and it became very enjoyable at that point. It was becoming more of a habit at that point. I was beginning to enjoy it. I was beginning to reap the benefits of that. And I was starting to do it at morning and also at night. So I would try my best, not always, but most of the time I would try to get in like 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening before bed. So that way I was starting my day like that and I was ending my night like that. And it made a huge difference in how I felt. And then the second thing that I did that month was I added in daily mind food, even if it was only five minutes a day. So for me, this was mostly books, um, or in my case, Kindle books, digital books. Um, but for you, it might be a podcast as well. I would add in something that would help me to grow and that would positively impact me for five minutes a day. So I would make it a habit every single morning to read for at least five minutes every single morning. And that was totally doable. At first it was hard because I would wanna like get up and dive straight into my work day and just straight into my to-do list. But I kept reminding myself of the main goal. No, like my, my inner mental health is my number one priority this year. So I can devote five minutes to mind food. And so that's a thing that I did. And for me, the two books that had a huge, 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 huge impact was Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Don't know if you read it. It's really freaking good. And then the second book that I read that had a huge impact was... Um, Mind to Matter by Dawson Church. I highly, highly, highly recommend both of them. They're both amazing, but basically they both kind of explain the science of how your thoughts and your thinking really scientifically affect, like it goes into the science of how that those affect your body, your body chemistry, your cells, your health, everything. And so I was fascinated by those. Those are, I started with Becoming Supernatural. I read that in February um, of last year and it just kind of swished over my whole perspective. If you are a little scared, it, go, it goes into a little bit of woo-woo stuff too. So if you're feeling a little skeptical and you want more of like the scientific evidence and I would recommend starting with the book Mind to Matter with Dawson Church. Oh my gosh, mind blowing. It's so good. And then rating Becoming Supernatural. But if you're feeling a little more open-minded and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to dive into this sciencey, meditation-y, woo-woo stuff, then check out Becoming Supernatural first. Either way, I recommend them both. Um, so that's what I did in month number two is I read that book those books. And then in month number three, so these are all building. I didn't stop meditating. I didn't stop, you know, working out four times a week. These are all adding on each other. In the third month, I added just one main thing and that was more woo woo, <laughs> more cowbell or whatever that skit Saturday Night Favor is, more cowbell. For me, it was more woo woo. When I say woo woo, I'm talking about things like learning about the universal laws and how they work, um, learning about energy and how energy works, learning about manifestation, all of the woo woo things, but really also getting into learning about the science of things. And like I said, Becoming Supernatural, the book that I read in the, the previous month was kind of like my gateway into that. I really had no idea about energy and how it affects everything and how we all have like, you know, energy fields around our body that are measurable and blah, so many things. And so 
the reason why the woo had such an effect on me was because it gave me a complete shift in perspective. When I really dove into learning about things like energy and things like manifestation and things like all of those things, it totally shifted my perspective on life, on my business, on how I was thinking every single day. For example, learning about the universal laws, um, law of attraction. Like most of us have heard that one. That's like, there's like 12 and that's like the one that most people hear about. But just learning that, for example, for me, got me thinking like, oh, okay. So by me thinking negative thoughts all the time and by me living in anxiety all the time, I am essentially attracting more of that into my life and I'm perpetuating the situation. And so for me, it was a really big eye opener because I was like, I don't want more crap. I don't want more negativity. I don't want more anxiety. And so for me, that really helped shift even more so what I was thinking about and being very intentional about the types of things that I was thinking about and the types of things that I was saying about myself and to myself. And so if the, some of the resources that I checked out that you might also, again, keeping your mind open, I think that um, I was very skeptical in the beginning of learning about anything. Like I, I it, it, it's kind of stereotype is like new age stuff and it's very like, oh, you must be a hippie living on a compound if you like the new age stuff. but. It's so much, there's so much that is just science-based. And if you keep an open mind, it's amazing. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You feel better. So some resources to check out is number one, the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. It's for, uh, I think it's by, hold on, I got to read it because I'm not sure. Okay. Happy Pocket Full of Money by David Cameron Giganti. I don't know. I'm probably mispronouncing his name and Bob Doyle. That book like, whoa, I loved it. I want to make it like a prerequisite for anyone who takes my business courses because it's so freaking good. Um, so it's an amazing book. Obviously, it's about how to make more money, but it's not really about how to make more money. It's about stuff so much deeper than that. It's an amazing book. So if you're feeling open minded and want to dive into some woo woo stuff that really helped me change my perspective and had a huge impact on how I was feeling, check that out. Also, another great resource if you want to, you're like curious and you want to dive a little more into the woo-woo is Catherine with Manifestation Babe. Um, she's amazing. She is the bomb.com. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. And she's just all about, you know, teaching this stuff in a very applicable way. Things like the universal laws and attraction and manifesting, all that good stuff. So check her out, Manifestation Babe. Um, I, she's very active on Instagram. So just look her up on Instagram. But she's amazing. And the more I dove into the woo-woo rabbit hole, and the, the more I kept doing the daily meditation, the more I kept doing daily mind food and making feeling good a number one priority by, like I said, not even month six, probably more like month three or four, I felt like a completely changed person and just whole new perspectives and just, oh, so it's just that those are the base things of what I did. I don't want to turn this episode into something that's completely overwhelming. I don't want to go over like 20 million different things. But I would say looking back on my 12 month period, those were the most impactful for me. And like I said, now I am cal calm as my natural state. I have a much more clear mind. I get anxious, you know, a, a couple times a month for short periods versus 24 seven. And if you are currently in a place where you are also struggling with chronic anxiety or just, you know, just feeling like Ugh, all the time, just want to let you know that it's completely possible to 
get to the other side, even if it takes you 20 or more years like it did me. So quickie recap, because I know I covered a lot of things. Quickie recap on the things that I did. Um, so quickie recap. So in the first month, I did five things. I, number one, made the inner work a, com a daily commitment. So I just mentally said to myself, okay, I'm going to commit to the doing the daily inner work every single day. Yeah, I just repeated myself like weirdly. Okay, but you get what I'm saying. So I made the commitment. That was number one in the first month. Then number two, I did daily meditation. Number three, I became aware of my thoughts throughout the day and I consciously stopped any obsessive or negative thoughts by saying stop, not useful, and then switching my attention. Number four, I made feeling good a top priority uh, and more info on that in my uh, episode number nine. Um, but I basically made a list of things that made me feel good and I pulled from it every single day, anytime that I was feeling off or not good, um, try to like do as many things from it as possible every single day. And then the fifth thing that I did in that first month was I committed to some type of body movement four times a week, something that I enjoyed, not something that I was forcing myself into. And then in the second month, the two things that I added in to that was increasing my medita meditation time um, from one to five minutes to 10 to 20 minutes and doing that in the morning and the evening. And again, at this time I was feeling the results. So I was like excited to do more of it. And the second thing that I did was I added in daily mind food, even if it was just five minutes. And I made that a priority first thing in the morning before I started my work. And I continue to remind myself that it was part of the work. And then the last thing that I did in the third month was I added in more of the woo-woo. I began to dive into learning about, you know, energy and how it affects the body and all of that good stuff. And from there, it was kind of a rabbit hole and it completely changed everything for me. So I hope you all found this helpful. Um, let me know if you did. Uh, let me know if you want more information about anything. Uh, because this is kind of a, I've never done an, uh, anything on this before. So if you would like more, like, let me know, let me know if this helped. Um, or like, let me know, like, have you ever, like, can you relate to what I'm talking about? Can you relate to the whole anxiety thing? Just let me know. And now of course, this is the take it action, take imperfect action podcast. It is time to take action. So you have got two action steps today that you can take in 15 minutes or less if you feel inspired to do so. If you are currently at a place where you're like, you know what I could do with a little more calmness in my day, I would like to feel a little better and not just be a constant anxiety. Um, these would be the action steps for you. So number one action step to take today is to simply commit to making the inner work a number one priority for 30 days. You don't have to go full out right from the beginning like I did and be like, I'm gonna do it for a year. Just commit to it for 30 days. So mentally to yourself today, be like, all right, you know what? For 30 days, I'm gonna try this on and make the inner work a number one priority. And then your second action step today is to commit to doing the four things that we talked about for those 30 days. So those four, those four things being daily meditation, even if only for a minute. Um, number two would be to just start catching yourself uh, throughout the day. If you're thinking a negative or obsessive thought, try doing the stop, 
not useful thing out loud, even if you have to do it 50 to 100 times like I did, and then switching your thought to something positive. The third thing was making feeling good a top priority every single day. So check out episode number nine if you wanna know how to create your feel good checklist. And then the last thing is to just commit to some type of body movement a few times a week. It's huge in helping take the edge off, helping you to feel better. It pumps in all those feel good chemicals do something that you enjoy. And if you feel like I did the positive benefits of that after 30 days, then feel free to go even deeper. Like I did start adding in the mind food, start diving into some woo woo, you know, it's only going to get better, but start with 30 days, commit to 30 days and try just doing those four things. Remembering that it's not always comfortable. It's not going to be easy for me. It was very awkward to start meditating at first. It took me 30 days to get the hang of it. It was very awkward for me to like an unnatural for me to pay attention to what I was thinking. Cause I was so used to doing it on autopilot. So it was not easy at first. It was annoying and hard for me to like just notice what I was thinking and then stopping intentionally and thinking about something else. So it might be hard for you in the beginning and that's okay. The hard work is freaking worth it. If you stick with it, if you make it a daily thing, you can feel like a completely new person that is just so much more calm and so much more relaxed and just, just, uh, trust me. It's worth it. It's 100% worth it. I would do it all over again, knowing that the hard work is involved. I would do it 100% all over again. So that is it. I hope you find this helpful. Let me know. Let me know in the comments or in a DM or whatever if it was helpful. Let me know if you want to hear anything else um, in depth. So if there was something that I talked about in this episode that you would like to learn more about, please let me know. Um, I want to talk about it if you're interested. And that's it. So that's all. Shoot me a message or a comment if you found this helpful. I hope that it has been. And I don't even know how long I've been talking, so I'm going to get off now trying to keep these episodes short and actionable. And that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening or thank you for watching if you are watching. And I will connect with you in the next episode. Wait, don't go just yet. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would really appreciate you letting me know by taking a second to leave me a review on iTunes because your reviews helps my podcast get seen by more people, which allows me to keep the good stuff coming. And if you aren't already following me on social media, then you can get extra tips and inspiration over on Instagram by searching at Wonderlast or by visiting my website, wonderlast.com. You are freaking awesome, and I am so excited to connect with you more in the next episode. In the meantime, go forth and kick some butt.